Hello, hello, hello. What is going on, family? This is your boy, Steve, real name, no gimmicks. And this is another episode of Conversations That Matter. And I'm so delighted to be here this evening. And while we're waiting for people to jump in, let me just go ahead and greet everyone that's coming in here on Green Room and anyone else that's joining us on YouTube. 
and uh, my guest just showed up and I just want to thank him because I know time is money and money is time and I appreciate this brother for reaching down as he would say and helping another record uh, another content creator out he is the host of beautiful lives he also has a segment on his show called uh snob talk which i really enjoy he's the legendary new power rising up (laughs) my brother el wapo how are you man I am good. Salute and salutations to you, Steve. Good evening. Apologies, man. I was having a little bit of a technical difficulty. Can you hear me okay? Yes, sir. I can hear you fine, man. Fantastic. Listen, can you give me, I know you're going to do your introduction. Uh, I want to set one last thing up. Uh, Can you allow me two minutes? I'm going to mute myself um, and I will be right back while you do your intro. Is that okay? Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. I like that gray sweater, man. Great minds think alike. (laughs) Great minds that do think alike, brother. Thank you so much. There you go. And I'm also going to go ahead and uh, throw the stream in my, um, in my community tab. Okay. I appreciate that very much, my brother. Yeah. Give me two, three minutes. I will be right back. Yes, sir. And I just want to welcome in my brother Izzy, Sarah. Welcome in the conversations that matter. I'm just doing some of the administrative stuff, letting people know that we're live. And I'm sure we're going to have a great talk tonight. But if you folks can hear me and everything sounds good to you, just go ahead and drop a one in the chat. And as usual, G, my brother, thank you. Thank you. Thank you all for being here. Let me just go ahead and get some more of the administrative stuff out the way. Again, we are joined by the host of Beautiful Lies, El Wapo. He's just getting some stuff straight on his side, and I'm just sharing the live, and we're going to have a great conversation tonight. But while we're waiting to get that started, why don't you guys sound off? Let me know how your day was. Let me know how everything is. Talk to me. I'll talk back. I'm going to throw some uh, lo-fi jazz on here, maybe, as well. Actually, you know what? We're not going to do music tonight. We're just going to have a straight-up conversation because I don't want to get hit on YouTube. We are also live on YouTube, which is why (laughs) I'm worried about playing any music. Shout-out to you, G. Shout-out to you, Courtney. Thank you for being here tonight, my brothers. Shout-out to Mrs. Holdup, who's watching over on YouTube as well. And if you prefer the video experience, I can also share the link for that as well for you folks. Let me get that for you. Uh, Yeah, let me get that. Let me get the link for you, my brother. I'm going to post it right in my Discord as per usual. I'm going to make sure I close Discord so I don't have to hear that annoying sound as it's going off over and over again. And then let me just give you a little background on my host and uh, my uh, the person I'm interviewing tonight, my guest. So El Wapo is someone that uh, I stumbled upon doing research in regards to another subject matter. And like most people that I invite on the show, like all people I invite on the show, I was completely taken back by his story. And I feverishly worked my way through all of his, nearly all of his catalog to actually learn more about the brother. So I really do appreciate him coming down and taking the time to do so. And brother G, I just sent you the link directly so you can get that in your... uh, your discord you just dropped the uh youtube link because i'm looking for it uh i sent you the youtube link in IG. instagram 
Yes, sir. I'm going to do it one more time, and I got you right there. Lizzie Lou, welcome in, my sister. How are you? Got it. Give me uh, two seconds. Let me post this. Yes, sir. Hello to you, Lizzie. Hey, Shaheed. Welcome in, my brother. Nice to see you. Hope everyone's doing well. Thank y'all for coming through for another episode of Conversations That Matter here on Green Room. <laughs> my wife said, must be a good pick because we're both wearing the same sweater. <laughs> you did it, babe. You did it. You saved me for myself, and I appreciate you very much. Shout out to Mrs. Hold Up. And... Who else just came in? Public friend, welcome in. Thank you for coming through. Conversations that matter. Your boy Steve, real name, no gimmicks. You guys, let me know if you want a little background music. Hey, what up to you, G? Thanks for tuning in on uh, YouTube over there, my brother. I appreciate that. All right, boss. I am here. I am ready. It is posted. Apologies <laughs> for so the much. delay. No, it's been a no. Every day, man. I know. I I imagine so, man. And uh, while I have you here, I, first let me just thank you, sincerely, man. Uh, I, I've heard a lot of people say a lot of things, and I've seen a lot of people promise a lot of things. But I I do appreciate you taking time out to come out and uh and have a conversation with us, man. And uh, it, it means the world to me. I will never forget this. And I'm gonna get the fan stuff out the way really quickly here. Uh, I enjoy your channel. I enjoy you. And I caught your live stream. We don't have to get into it. I know it's still fresh, but I caught that live stream the other day. And I just want to say salute and salutations to you, my brother, because I've never seen anything as brave as that posted yeah. publicly on YouTube. So thank you for sharing that with us, brother. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. You know, the one thing I do want to do is uh, be transparent with yeah. uh, my channel and my message. Uh, one of the things that is lost, in my humble opinion, and and just for the record, uh, we can talk about anything, you know, okay. if I feel like it's out of bounds, I'd be like, Hey man, I don't want to talk about it, but don't, don't be afraid to bring it up, man. I'm here at your disposal. Thank you. But, um, one of the things that I think is missing in social media in general, um, is Dave Chappelle talked about the age of spin, yes. right? And, um, everything is spun. This narrative is woven together to funnel people down a path to a desired result. Um, and a lot of the times the the W's uh, are so great that people think there are no L's. And in real life, where it matters, people take losses. Yeah. Um, I talk about success a lot on my channel. Uh, I've ded my, dedicated myself to the pursuit of success and things of that nature. 
uh, over the last five years pretty, pretty heavily. And one of the main things that you have to be great at to be successful is failing. Right. And people miss that. So um, I want to show my failures along with my uh, my uh, my wins. You know, I failed. I, I, I had a rough live stream about the issue with with my uh, my uh, my fiance. You yeah. know, um, I look, this is a male centric channel, uh, meaning that the focus is on improving uh, the men, you know, right. uh, and therefore the uh, secondary and tertiary uh, results will be the improvement of our women as a whole and our children. Right. right. And on my heavily male centric channel that has velocity and everything. I said, Hey, I cried. I cried and had to call my therapist. That's real. That's transparent. Yeah. You know, um, sometimes people take that as a weakness. It's not, I'm just self-aware. I know who I am and I know what I need. So I don't and mean you, to take you off topic, Steve, my no, bad, man. No, you didn't take me off topic at all, man. And, and the, the, the beautiful thing about that was that, tra that level of transparency, I believe, was so needed because there's a thing there's a thing that happens and i'm sure we'll get into it where you have false qu quantified alpha males and they, you're right they just show you one side of what manhood should look like and as someone that's a father to three sons i want to give my boys a holistic view right you have three sons three sons six i'm sorry seven four and three my little uh, wow. my oldest turned seven uh yesterday <laughs> oh wow well happy happy belated birthday you yeah. know i have three daughters yeah. So yeah, I, 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 I'm hitting on the other side, I guess. <laughs> well, there's another thing we share in common. Shout out to Mrs. Hold Up, who is also uh, originally from the beautiful country of Colombia, Bogota, and okay. she's here in support tonight. So I just want to, I want to get right into this here, man. Uh, this show, let me set the preface for anyone that's listening. This is a show where I invite people on and I get, give them the opportunity to give a whole view of what it is they believe what it is they stand for uninterrupted. And as uh, Awapa was saying, since this is the age of spin, I think this is so necessary to be able to have a conversation when a person can publicly go on and say what it is they mean with it minus the hot takes. I'll never clip my videos. I don't have that type of time. I'm never going to do short versions of the interview. I want people to sit down and digest everything. So with that, my brother Awapo, can you just tell us how you got started in content creation? Or even more importantly, where are you from? Where'd you grow up and then how'd you get into content creation? Sure, sure. So um, I'm originally from Baltimore, Maryland. Uh, I grew up in Baltimore County, uh, just outside of the city of Baltimore. Um, lived pretty much in the same house my entire life. Uh, went into the Air Force at 18, did some cool stuff, saw some cool places, met some great people. And um, uh, after eight years, uh, I was out. And I uh, had to get a civilian job and started out. I had some good skills. So yeah. coming out at, at early 20s, you know, mid 20s, I, I was making decent money and everything like that. And uh, got married to a woman I dated in college. We had two daughters. Things didn't go as well as we wanted to. It wasn't a, the long haul like we thought it would be. So after five and a half years, we got divorced. Um, I was in the new city by then. I was in Atlanta. And Atlanta is wild, man. What city are you in? <laughs> I'm actually, I'm from New York, but right now I'm in upstate New York. So I'm, I'm a, a thorough sellout. Got out I of the city, you. moved out. <laughs> hey, there's nothing wrong with that, man. There's nothing wrong. So, uh, yeah, the dating market in Atlanta is wild. And you're talking, I married my second wife in 2016. So, you know, from like 2012 to 
2015, it was it was wide open, bro. Right. It was wide open. So I dated, met my my Georgia Peach down there. <laughs> I got married to her. Uh, beautiful homes. Everything is lovely. You know, she's driving foreign and stuff like that. And once again, things didn't work out. But that divorce was a, a, a lot tougher. We didn't have any children. Okay. <clears throat> but um, we had built businesses together. So she had to get paid out. You know what I mean? And uh, your boy was down bad for a minute, man. I had to come back home, uh, back up here, moving with family. You're talking about being a captain of industry and, uh, you know, having employees and having built, you know, three real brick and mortar. Not even build the buildings, but built businesses that had addresses. You know what I'm saying? Right. Uh, down there to, you know, having to sleep on the couch for a little while. So it was uh, and it's just bad planning. I think that. There are I don't want to promote anybody else on here. Do you mind if I mention another content creator? Go for it. So this is why um, I think that what the lead attorney has to offer is so valuable. Yes. Um, And his channel is is huge and it is exploded. But if you watched him in the beginning, he really was trying to give the game to men as far as the risks rewards things to watch out for you you're talking about a man with 20 years of expertise in something you know and um he he did a fantastic job so how i'm going to approach my marriage with labea is completely different you know uh than my second marriage and especially protecting assets i mean even what we're talking on right now um you're going to get to the point that your channel is monetized and you're going to rapidly find out that this is a business. Right. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, I've learned so much on YouTube. I really have. I personally think that YouTube is going to, uh, overtake colleges and universities here in the next 10, 15 years, because any and everything that you need to find out, you can pretty much find out on YouTube. And if you find a gap where there is not the information, you have now found a highly profitable niche, right. you know, that you can fill. So, um, yeah. So how did my channel start? I got a real good buddy of mine. Um, we're going to call him Mike. He and I went to the uh, Air Force Academy together, right? Brilliant dude. Mike is by far one of the smoothest, suavest, most intelligent brothers I have ever ever met he's literally like king midas everything he touches turns to gold okay all right um and i believe in uh the power of friendship and networks and having that throng of men around me that understand that we're not yes men and the wounds of a friend are faithful and what what they'll do is uh so you got friends that do certain things mike is my friend that if i have an idea or i want to do something i'd like to run it by mike because mike will tear it apart and help identify the things my my weaknesses within what i'm trying to do so i can fortify those things and then when i bring it to market and fruition it'll be solid and ready to go right shot my first video maybe february march of 2020 last year and I sent it to Mike. It's still on my channel. It's just private. The video was awful. It was so <laughs> bad. It was so bad. Um, and uh, Mike told me about it. 
and he wasn't mean about it, but he definitely tore it apart. And because I know that taking offense does nobody any good. And he said what he said because he wanted me to succeed. I went back to the drawing board, man. I trained for another year. Uh, you talk about watching people's entire catalogs. Yeah. You know, that is a very good place to start. Uh, those that do the research um, do exceedingly well. I can tell you right now, um, for example, Kevin Samuels, um, I have watched at least 80% of everything. He's got 900 and some videos, I believe. Quite a bit, yeah. Yeah. Now, you got to get good at just lit. When I say watch, listen, let me say listen to. Um, mm -hmm. When you're in the gym, I got the earbud in, listening, yeah. catching game. I might be listening. Can, I can catch most stuff at 1.75 speed, you know. Um, Donovan Sharp, I've listened to almost his entire catalog. O'Shea, O'Shea, you know, he his <laughs> yeah, is like yeah. a wave because he'll private yeah, a lot yeah. of his stuff and then he'll release some stuff. Yeah. And some of O'Shea's old classic live streams, yeah. man, are so good and so powerful. And I'm telling you, if he would do like Jap does, Minister Jap, and puts it all on his uh, Patreon, I would gladly pay O'Shea $100 a month to be a part of his Patreon uh, if he released all his content on there. Minister Jap is another one. Minister Jap, I believe, is the most underrated channel uh, in black YouTube. Okay. I really do. Uh, it's in the Manosphere, I believe. His message now, he he's a tough pill to swallow. <laughs> but but uh, his message is so on point with so many things. And this isn't an echo chamber. The Manosphere is not meant to be that. And that doesn't right. mean I agree with everything that everybody says. you know. But what I do see is the value. And uh, uh, what people say, Kevin Samuels uses the um, the example of, you know, chew up the meat and spit out the bones. You know, right. um, I like to use the grocery store example, you know, go in there and get what you need. But everything you need is in there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, stay focused and you can make a delicious meal from the right ingredients. So take out of this place, out of this space, what you need now to answer your question. I started my um, my channel. I kind of wanted it to be like a video diary for my daughters. I do have a third daughter that I had between uh, my first and my second marriage. And um, I really wanted to, in the event that something were ever to happen to me, there's so much up here that I know that they need to hear, see and hear. There's so much. And even... Um, if like we all lived in the same home and stuff like that, I don't think even just talking to them on a daily basis, I could get it all out to them. Right. So this is meant to be a living library for them. Um, it's taken off a lot. You know, uh, one of the biggest things that I, I believe in is the power of your tongue. And so my first video was on first impressions. And the first thing I talked about to women is, is your words matter. You know, you need to watch that tongue. And uh, that is absolutely a lesson that I want my daughters to know. And it caught a little traction. And I started talking about success. And, you know, and next thing you know, uh, I met lead attorney and he really uh, helped me out. And he's been a fantastic mentor. I can't tell you how much I appreciate him. And cats like Bernard Riley, uh, Anton and Jr. from Lapeef, my main man who I just finished talking to, yo, because uh, he and I have come up together, kosher clinician. 
That's the homie, yo. Coach a clinician is the first person that ever recognized me in public. Oh, wow. <laughs> first person that ever recognized me in public. And uh, it was in Brazil. And it was like a month and a half, two months after I started my channel. And it was one o'clock in the morning. I was somewhere I wasn't supposed to be. And I hear, hey, El Wapo. And I don't know if you noticed about Kosher. Kosher's a big dude, man. No, uh -oh. I, I didn't see. Did you know? No, no, I'm here, brother. Okay. What happened? Both of my monitors just blinked off. What is going on here? Okay, as long as you can hear me. Yeah, no. Um, yeah, uh, Kosher's like 6'8", man. I would not have guessed that. Yeah, know. he's huge. I'm 6'2", and I got to look up a kosher clinician like this. Kosher is huge, and he's big. He's not, not and I'm, I don't mean he's fat. He's a, a big dude. Muscular dude, yeah. Yeah. So uh, uh, kosher, that's the homie. Uh, a lot of people have really reached out. O'Shea blessed me. Um, uh, he gave me the, the, the kick to get over uh, 10,000 subscribers after he featured me on his channel and, and he was gracious enough to put me on his main channel, right. you know? So, um, I understand the importance of cooperation and collaboration, uh, versus competition. Right. You know, there is a healthy amount of competition that needs to be had. It is survival of the fittest. You know, the wheat, uh, needs to be separated from the chaff. But what happens is man, um, You've heard the saying birds of a feather flock together. Yes. <laughs> winners, winners tend to want to be around winners. Right. So, and all those guys I mentioned, and there's so many more, there are people I'm, I'm forgetting. I'm, I'm sure, you know, um, but yeah, a lot of people helped me out, man. And, and we're just getting started, man. You know, 10,000, I didn't even, I didn't even celebrate it because it's a passing through point and it's somewhere I want to go. And it's not about the, but there is, it is about the money. There's money um, that's to be made. But what I'll tell you is this, man. Um, I realized that what I've got up here, like all the experiences and, and everything that I've been through could actually affect positive change in people's lives and literally could like help their families in the future, you know? And so who am I to hold all that in? That's not, I know it sounds smug and arrogant, but that comes from a place of me really actually wanting to help in a positive way. You know what I mean? No, I absolutely know what you mean. And here's the thing, man. Um, I want to give you your flowers based off of that statement because uh, I I have developed a keen ability to call bullshit throughout right. my life, right? And one of the reasons that I go through a person's entire catalog is the same reason that I know that you do it. I'm looking for inconsistencies. Now, we're human beings. We can all be inconsistent at times. But when it comes to you know sharing an overarching message, I always look to see, well, two things how does this impact this person's daily walk and how does it improve the quality of other people's life which is how i stumbled into the black manosphere conversation mm -hmm. i was on a an audio streaming app called spoon and a young brother by the name of berlin shout out to dub tv came into one of my casual lives and he's just asking me questions he's like hey do you know who kevin samuels is and i'm like I've heard the name. I saw the viral clip, but I don't know him, so I don't have an opinion about it. He's like, right. well, I'd love to see what you think about all of this stuff. So that's what started. I went to go look at Kevin Samuels and the algorithm being the way that it is. One Sunday uh, morning, I'm sitting with my boys, and I see Beautiful Lives pop up as the next projected video, and I needed to take a little break. Kevin's videos are, are long. They, you know, yes. like they're, they're very long, but they're very they're packed with a lot of information. So I jumped into your... Uh, your video and um 
bit of controversy. The first video I ever saw was when you were speaking out publicly against a guy who I'm not going to say his name on this channel because I agree with your view on him, but he was someone that was involved in the controversy and he admitted his wrongdoings on uh, the lead attorney's show. And he also did a video of his own in regards to underage ladies. Oh, yeah. Okay. I know you're talking about. Yeah. And okay. uh, so this is where I, so I had learned enough about some of the core beliefs of the black manosphere. And, uh, but you were different in that interview, man. First of all, you were fired up in that. And I saw that it wasn't just about these, this belief system. There seems to be an older belief system supporting it as well, which since you were in the military, it didn't surprise me being an honor bound man. And you were calling for people in the manosphere and the black manosphere community to come out and publicly denounce this brother. And this is, that's the exact moment I sent you that IG message. Right. I was like, now this is someone that isn't, you know, obviously money's involved, like you said, but there's been some type of transformative effect that it's had on him or that always existed. Were you always that honor bound or was that something that came later in life? You know, um, if, if you, let's say you were to ask my mother, right? What are the, it's so weird me talking about my mother and saying, Hey, what would she say about El Wapo? Because clearly that's a pseudonym. She would use my real name. Right. right, right, right. But just to protect myself, El Wapo, what would you say about, are the two or three most prevailing characteristics that your son El Wapo has. My mother would tell you, number one, um, I'm very fair. Uh, and a part of that is like, I always support and root for the underdog. Right. The other thing um, that she would tell you, and I think everybody would see this, is that um, I have a big heart. You know, um, a lot of times you're seeing this a ton uh, on YouTube and in social media. Um, a lot of people in these spaces with these platforms and these voices have very thin skin and very hard hearts. Right. If you want to be a well-functioning, I'm sorry, well-functioning, emotionally intelligent individual, you have to develop a thick skin and a soft heart. As far as honor is concerned, um, you know, Air Force core values are uh, integrity first, service before self, and excellence in all we do. I really believe those. Um, I can remember uh, getting my appointment to the Air Force Academy and being so extremely proud to be a part of the absolute upper echelon of elite in my age demographic in the world. And I, and I, and that's not, I'm not flexing, but if you have no idea, like you don't know what it's like to try to go to a military Academy, our, um, honor code was, let me put it to you like this. The code of honor that we held ourselves to at the air force Academy is higher than a president holds themselves to than a congressperson, than a senator. Maybe a judge, maybe a judge is like held to that type of standard. Right. But I mean, you know, our, our honor statement, I'm, it's, it's 20 plus years ago. We will not lie, cheat or steal, nor tolerate among us anyone who does, you right. know. Furthermore, I've resolved to do my full duty and live honorably, honorably, so help me God. So imagine being in an environment where you can lose everything for a lie. Right. 
let alone cheating or stealing, or if you know anybody that um, is doing the same thing within your ranks, you have a responsibility to get them out. That's why um, if you and I are talking about the same person, yeah, uh, when when you talk about that video you saw, uh, you're not welcome amongst us. I think is probably what I said, right? Yes, yes. That's why. Yeah, that's why. And and here's here's the real deal. Here's the real deal. It's not an indoctrination. I'm not brainwashed, but mm -hmm. I've been in situations where actually being able to lead and your ranger buddy, the man in the trench beside you, um, the person that's watching your six, your wingman, like these are all military terms, life and death situations. And if they're not doing their part and they're not properly vetted and everything, you know, if they're the type that will pencil whip some preventative maintenance on your aircraft instead of actually doing the work and making sure that it's okay, people can die. Right. So one of my very first videos I did uh, ever speaking to or regarding uh, Kevin Samuels was a disagreement. Um, and it was, uh, he had his men's week some, some months ago and, uh, he was talking about men should pursue power. And I vehemently disagree with that. I think men should understand their position and those that have, uh, that are meant for power should pursue them. Power in the wrong hands is exceedingly dangerous. Yes. And I respect Kevin Samuels to the utmost for real, man. I really, really do. Um, uh, but I've seen power in the wrong hands and I've seen lives lost and that's just the, the long and short of it. So when you have an O'Shea that talks about, Hey, you know, I've gotten several emails and messages saying, thank you, brother. You brought me out of a dark place. Wow. You helped uh, save my life. When lead attorney is getting messages like that, when Donovan Sharp and listen, I know O'Shea and Donovan aren't seeing eye to eye right now, but there's a, a Donovan over the years has put out some fantastic content. Right. You know, when he's getting messages like that, brother, you saved my life. There's an opposite side of that. Yeah. Okay. You vetted me in my channel and the stuff that that you saw uh you were looking for chinks in the armor, as you should. As you should. The opposite side, when, when you vet somebody, not only do you need to listen to what they say, you need to listen to what they're not saying. Yes, absolutely. Right. Yeah. And so what happened, man, I'm giving you, woo, you're getting some black belt game here. Normally I put this behind the Patreon wall, but I, but uh, let, let's, let's do the thing. Listen, uh, if any of uh, Team Beautiful Lives is in here, I see you, Natasha Vincent. I see Snuggles. What's up, Snuggles? Welcome, uh, KP from KC. What's good? Salute to you all. Um, please, please support Steve hey. and the Hold Up TV. Thanks. Um, I know you're across multiple platforms. Just before we jumped on, I subscribed to your YouTube channel. Thank uh, you. let's get him up. Let's get him up. Let's get him into the triple digits. I so, um, sight unseen, trust your boy. I won't lead you down the wrong path. And if Steve goes rogue, I'll let you know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll have to jettison. But so when I, when I say that, you know, you need to listen to the things that are not said. How many of those stories are there where people have been led down the wrong path? Right. 
and you don't hear from them yeah. because they took the other option. Let me tell you how cold this is. Let me tell you how cold this is. And there are levels to this, Steve. When you're familiar with Derek Jackson? Yes. Okay. Derek J- Jackson built a very large platform. Okay. Um, and he did it uh, catering to, coddling and placating to women. Excuse me one second. Sorry about that, man. I'm getting old. Um, yeah. What were their results? Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. If a woman listened to him and especially invested in him, let me bring this full circle for you. When people invest in in situations and stuff like that and other people in relationships, check this out. Um, you start to feel pot committed. Right. And if that thing doesn't work out, you'll lose everything. If you play poker or anything like that, you may as well ride it out and see how it goes. Yeah. You have crappy cards in your hand, but please, Jesus, make it so maybe you should be praying to Jesus while you gamble. But you get my point, right? Right. Um, Imagine investing in somebody and believing, and you're going to find this out, Steve, you know, as your channel grows and your platform grows and stuff like that. People, uh, kosher clinician has a term for this, and I can't remember off the top of my head, but people start to actually feel like they know you. Yeah. They, they're a relationship happens, it's completely one way, and it's great. Like, I don't like calling people fans, uh, because it's short for fanatic, and right. I don't want anybody to be fanatical about me. Um, but I, I, I love my team, you know, uh, and, and my supporters. So, uh, I take it very seriously that people are as valuable as I hold my time. People take the time to listen to me. And so, um, when you have a, a Derek Jackson leaving, leading women astray, you know, women, uh, will, I don't want to be incendiary on here, but women will choose the early way out too. Um, men are the true romantics. This is why, uh, what Fresh and Fit have done is so, yeah, is so dangerous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean. And so this isn't not like me trying to pick a fight. Uh, I was talking about this uh, last night. Uh, I had to have a coming to Jesus meeting with a young man, um, on another channel, and I, I talked about it today with the kosher clinician on his channel. Um, the the levels of st- Strategy and tact, uh, once again, there are levels to it. You know, there's a reason my studio is the classy checkmate studio. There's a reason this chessboard is sitting right here. Right. Okay. There's a reason that these F-16s are facing the way, facing the way that they face. There's a reason. Um, so we have to be very uh, careful and cognizant when we have that voice and that power. You know what I mean? And uh, and not not do it the right the wrong way. And what happens is you've heard the saying that for evil to prevail, all it takes is for a few good men to do nothing. Yes, sir. When that stuff went down with that violation, too many people stood by and did nothing. I'm not the guy that's going to stand by and do nothing. 
Um, I'm trained to run towards the smoke. So. And it, it was evident. And I think that's one of the things. No, in fact, let me rephrase that. I know that was one of the things where I was like, okay, so this is something that needs to be discussed because the individual in question had admitted that they had, I, I wasn't even sure the motivations and of that. And I haven't visited his channel. I just saw the interview with lead and I saw your response and I saw that clip, but mm -hmm. to see you stand up on behalf, not only of what's right, but your community was what was important to me. Now, I'm the type of guy where I'm a Christian, you know, and uh, I'm a reformed Christian, which means I, I take my lumps and I take them proudly. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I, I stand there and it's like, you come at me and I just, I take it. If someone from the Westboro Baptist church is misrepresenting Christ, then he, me and that person have an issue. And to see you publicly do that, you're right. It's you're risking a lot because some of these people, they have fans that are just, they are fanatics and they, have, they bomb your channel and they'll do all those things. So kudos to you. I do want to treat this uh, conversation as a little bit of an interview because I wanted to discuss with you if you were the person representing just you solely the mm -hmm. black manosphere community and we're talking to aliens now, you're trying to explain why it's so important that this movement exists. How would you explain that? Um, manosphere or black manosphere, just to clarify. Black manosphere. Because we... Uh... <sighs> If I had to explain why this movement is so important, that's that's tough. And I want to be brief. You don't need levity here, man. I, I want no, I give me give me one second to get my thoughts together because yes, I'm I'm a big proponent of the 30 second elevator pitch. There is a reason why our specific demographic of men has been targeted um, so finitely, okay, um, to restore balance and for the betterment of this world and um, people everywhere, this information share is so crucial because it's going to restore normalcy to people individually and interpersonally and a lot of that has been lost uh over the years and so if we don't correct course now right it's going to be uh it could be the beginning of the end man so men need to understand themselves first and the the yang to their yin or the yin to their yang you know what i mean Right. So they they need to understand who they are and then who their women are because hate it, like it, or love it, it is our job to lead. You know, you can talk all of that smooth stuff, put yourself in a survival situation, and you have to. I love the movie The Gray with uh, Liam Neeson. Right, it's a great movie. <laughs> and you've got to get in there and uh, fight a wolf. Are you gonna go? Or are you going to send your lady to go? I'm so whether you like it or not, you need to learn to lead. And that doesn't mean there's a big difference. Oh, this is good. You're going to like this. <laughs> there's a big difference between leading and being a leader. Right. So uh, leading is something that is unavoidable if you're going to be a man and uh, further your genetic le legacy by having a lady and having children. There's no way around it. You're going to have to lead. Um, 
Otherwise, it's going to be a detriment to your future, uh, your future legacy. Um, women uh, need to learn to support. There are gender roles. There really are. So I know that's kind of a long way around, but we just have to correct the information that has been stripped from us over the last 50 years. Okay. You know? um, because we're accelerating towards a point where here's the cool thing though. Here's the cool thing. And I'm not talking to the aliens anymore. I'm going to talk to you real fast. Steve. <laughs> you know what I realize? The cool thing is those people that are in our own community that are against this movement have chosen, like it's a, a literally a lose, lose to them and they don't realize it. So they can either lose by relenting and getting back on board with actually is the way that we need to do things, or they're going to lose in their power being single and then their kind dies off and we win anyway. They're like, would there, so either way, you know, I talk about Pyrrhic victories on my channel, you know? Yeah. Okay. You won, you stood fast and you were strong and you had a great career and no kids and three dogs and you died. Mm. And that's that. And that's for men or women. That's a good point. That's for men or women. I gave an assignment very early on in my channel. If you were to pass today, um, what would your obituary read? Right now, this moment, what would it read? What's your legacy? Steve, you're married, yes? Yes. Do you have children? Three boys. Three boys, that's right. You have a legacy. Yes, sir. To the um, young woman that has her master's degree, that has the condo in uh, Washington, D.C. or Alexandria, Virginia, really nice, rich area that's driving, you know, the Model S Tesla and, you know, has a high power government job or what have you like that, that has her uh, wine and cheese parties with her girlfriends. I'll tell you guys a story real fast. Uh, Saturday was Christmas, right? LaBea and I are in the process of moving. I hate moving. I don't use the word hate often, but I hate it. I absolutely hate moving, right? LaBea and I are um, uh, sitting there. I'm thinking about watching the football game and everything. And I, I thought to myself, you know what? Maybe we should get out of town. So I asked her. I took a look. I have, uh, you know, there's a certain casino in Atlantic City I like to frequent. And, uh, you know, they, they look out for your boy. Um, and so uh, I had a, a room available I wouldn't have to pay for. And I, I told her, I said, listen, you want to you want to you want to get out of town? Let's get out of here. And she was like, yeah you know, stay for the night. We shot up there. Everything is good. You know, um, one of the things is that I love to do there is have a nice meal. Okay. Um, they have some great restaurants there. And so when we check in, um, not a flex, but there are levels to this. You say you like snob talk. I'll have to do a snob talk on casinos. Uh, it's Mr. Wapo, you know, uh, great to have you back again. Um, we're upgrading you to this type of room, of course. Um, uh, we see that you're a VIP at this restaurant. Would you like a reservation there? This is at the check-in desk. Wow. All right. Um, absolutely. That's where we wanted to go. I'm already thinking about what I'm going to order. 
and, and all that stuff, man, and get a rusty nail. You know, I'm a scotch drinker, and they, yeah. they actually make a decent rusty nail there. Um, we go upstairs. I had a little bit of work to do, even though it's Sunday. LaBay is getting herself together. She's ironing my uh, shirt and everything. She puts on a new dress. I got her pearls for Christmas, uh, one of her gifts. Rocking her new pearls, and we go down. She puts on the heels. We go down. Play a little bit, win a little money, go to dinner. And I'm sitting in there at dinner in the corner booth. Great atmosphere, great ambiance with the, the wine wall behind me, okay? And I'm just surveying the land. And the day after Christmas, the women that were in groups with no men, Dressed nice, but LaBea can go with me and not, and it's not about really the money. It's about the provision. LaBea can go, if LaBea would have said, hey, I left my purse or my wallet at home, it wouldn't have mattered. Do you understand? If one of these women says, hey, I left my purse or my wallet at home, it matters. Right. So to that young lady with her master's degree that is living in, um, in Alexandria in your condo with your single single girlfriends doing the wine and cheese things and the trips to Atlantic City and having great dinners. If you were to go right now and write your obituary, um, what would it read like? Mm. Write it, put it down the next morning in the mirror. Not naked, but don't make yourself up. Read the obituary to yourself. Put it down. Give it 24 hours. Now write the obituary that you want to have if you're to pass it 85 years old. Do you want to have three sons with beautiful daughters and grandkids and, you know, they're buying you the coolest sneakers that look ridiculous because it's 20 years in the future and stuff like that. What do you really want your legacy to look like? Do you right. want people to say, like they say to an O'Shea, man, you saved my life. Wow. Kanye West is by far ahead of his time. <laughs> do you remember, do you listen to hip hop at all? I love hip hop. And it's funny okay. you brought up Kanye West. Shout out to uh, the pink princess who's in the chat. She probably just flew out her seat right now because she agrees that Kanye is a visionary. But we Kanye I, I is a visionary. <laughs> Kanye preceded the red pill uh, by or the actual red pill manosphere by yeah. like when did he drop uh, college dropout? When did he oh, drop man. that? I was probably in my early 20s and I am three years your junior. So that was a while. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Do you yeah. remember when he did that that parody on uh, going to college? And he was like, yeah, it's going to keep you great and it's going to keep you warm at night. You know what's, what it's going to do? It? Those degrees. He was clowning them back then. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So I have yet to see the obituary or the headstone that talks about your uh, academic accomplishments. Yeah. Broke five broke. There you are. Yeah. <laughs> so um, the bottom line is this. When it comes down to it, y'all. What do you want your life to look like? I'm gonna give you some. Ooh, 
gonna give you black belt game one more time. One more game. You ready? <laughs> Shut up. Do it. Do it. Do it. Let okay. Can can I ask the uh, chat to interact? Yes, chat. Uh, yeah. Let's get some interaction here on Green. If Room you've been on my channel, you might have heard this analogy before. I'm getting old. I don't remember everything that I've said, but um, let's say you got your cell phone, right? Okay. And you want to go somewhere. So uh, you jump in your car, you open up your cell phone, put in a little holder and everything, and you open up. Uh, I use Google Maps, right? Yeah. When you open Google Maps, what is the very first thing that the app does? Ask you your destination, right? That is what most people think. Oh, man. No, don't worry. This is why we do this. Okay. First, it has to locate you. Does it not? Yeah, that's right. Okay. More important than where you're going is understanding where you are. That's a good point. Yeah. This is why... Kevin Samuels is pushing that self-awareness is sexy. This is why I talk about emotional intelligence so much. And it seems like a small, arbitrary step. But I went through months of therapy and years of reading and investing in this. What's up, Ron? Yo, man, you know I'm good, brother. I'm, I'm going to reach out to you, man. Thank you so much for the love and support. I'm doing great, man. I'm doing great. Um, But, yeah, so... You have to know where you are and be honest with yourself. You have to identify your gaps. Let me tell you something. I did a video on one of the biggest mistakes that men make with women is they mistake beauty for virtue. You see a pretty face and soft eyes and you smell that skin and that hair looks so good and she's so feminine and all that stuff. And it makes you feel like she is such a good girl. She's the American dream, the girl next door and blah, 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 blah. And more often than not, that's not the case. That is a huge pitfall for me. Right. Huge. Even now, for I see yeah. a, a pretty woman like, a, and I'm not talking, I didn't say sexy. I mean, just a pretty woman. Maybe she's got some dimples. I'm a sucker for the light freckles around the nose. I'm a sucker for that, bro. Um, <laughs> uh, pretty smile. Feminine, soft uh, de demeanor, and I'm. You might want to delete that last comment. They're trying to uh, bomb your chat, bro. Mess up your channel. That'll mess up your live stream coming back out. There we go. There you go. But uh, yeah, man. Um, for real, bro. That is uh that's a huge pitfall of mine. But I know where I am. Right. Think about what it takes for that navigation app to figure out where you are. Think about all the coding, the actual satellites that had to be launched into space, right. the triangulation or trilateration that it uses to uh, pinpoint your exact location within a meter or two. So there is a lot of work that goes into just the first thing that the app does, which is locate you. Then it asks you where you're going. Right. So my question to you, ladies, is this. Ladies and men. Is the destination the most important thing or is the path you're going to take right here in uh, Baltimore? If I wanted to go to Washington, D.C. right now, there are two main ways you can get to three. Two main ways, though. I-95. You got I-95 up in New York, right? Yeah, absolutely. And 295, which is the Baltimore-Washington Parkway. OK, if I want to go like see the Washington Monument. Yeah. I could go either one of those ways, right? There's also a surface road known as Route 1 and stuff like that. 
making the decision that, hey, I want a master's degree and I want this and that and everything like that. Um, uh, I want this career. Uh, I want to be known as this. Is like saying, hey, I want to get on 295, no matter how much traffic there is, without any guidance, and just drive on that mug and see where I end up. Right. The obituary homework makes you realize that you need to think about the destination. You need to know what it is that you want and why it is you want it. And that needs to be the catalyst for your discipline. Most people would say driving motivation. Motivation is fickle. I'm going to be talking about this soon. Um, Motivation is for the weak. Discipline is for the strong, and it leads to freedom. Uh, Jocko Willinks, you know who he is? Jocko, former Navy SEAL. He has a huge podcast. Look him up, J-O-C-K-O. I don't have his books in front of me. Uh, Great author, uh, fantastic stories, and he talks about the value of discipline. If you realize that your end goal is so worth it, you will be disciplined and getting on whatever path will get you there most expeditiously and efficiently. That is uh, a failure point for most people, especially in the black community. We are all about the feels, what feels good. I talk about soul food for your ears, what sounds good. We are the number one people that loves alliteration. That is why the black church has some of the best poets in them. And I, hey, I love Jesus for real. Shout out to Ryo, David Goggins as well. David Goggins is on a whole nother level. David Goggins is, um, uh, talks about, he's broken his body down so much. I don't mean to get off topic, but this is important. No, no, no. Right? That's good. Yeah. But, but th- so we talk about, uh, Ron, yo, we talk about there's levels to this. I can relate to Jocko, David Goggins. I'm too, I, I'm a, I'm a, a, a punk when it comes to pain. I, I have a very low pain tolerance and he loves David Goggins was like, yo, I train my body to normalize being in pain all the time. Man. Right. He, yeah. I, I have his book too, man. I'm going to yeah. check that one out. I'm gonna check yeah. That David one out. Goggins is a beast, man. But, um, but I couldn't, I couldn't, I mean, he talks about doing pull-ups to I mean he's a he's an animal man. I yeah. I'm yeah, I'm, I'm trying to live a little comfortable now, you know. <laughs> it's, it's I, I want foot massages. I don't want blisters on my hands from pull-ups. I wear gloves when I work out. No one's buying that. I keep, that. I, keep I don't even have any calluses. Look at that. No one's buying that. Once a military man, always a military man. You guys snap back into peak physical and are ready for discipline and attack at any given moment. And I've seen it happen. I used to work at a treatment center in uh, Southern California. Yeah. With honorable and other than honorable. We had to kind of keep that population a little bit separated. But every gotcha. once in a while, there are some politics there. But uh, there was a brother by the name of Mustafa. And, you know, okay. he just he kept to himself all the time he would go walk the park and do stuff like that and i think someone challenged him to like a burpee contest oh yeah and he like every bit of him every bit of the service man in him was like i will not dishonor the code and i won't dishonor myself by right. losing to a civilian so i know how that goes but you were saying something in regards to the black community and in regards to discipline specifically mm-hmm. now this has become a heart like a hot button topic i don't know if you know who this is lonnie love from the real Yep. Before Bill Cosby uh, got caught up in everything that happened, 
you know, Bill had become more infamous for critiquing and criticizing rightfully in areas where he felt the black community was missing. Uh, Felicia Rashad had also caught in some public uh, backlash for saying a few things when she found out about the team light skin, stuff like that. And when Bill Cosby got arrested, Lonnie Love didn't celebrate, but she was like, you know, he's been so critical of us over the years. Mm-hmm. And my question was, well, was the criticism wrong or was it misplaced? Now, in your estimation, is discipline the only issue that we're facing in the community, or are there any other issues as well? Of course not. Uh, discipline is definitely not the only issue. Um, there there are are other issues. I'm not familiar with this team light skin. I don't know what that is. You'll have to oh you'll have to tell me about that. Oh my goodness. So a few years back on Twitter and on black Twitter specifically, there was a hashtag going back and forth that was mm-hmm. act so light skin. And the implication was that you, if you were act, and this actually is a throwback to like older times, like the paper bag test. If you're yep. acting light skin, you were being bougie. You were okay. being posh. And one of my uh, most, I just hate this conversation. And we've had, we had it before on my show recently, you were acting white. Right. You were acting outside of the norm of blackness. And that started a whole conversation there. And I believe Felicia Rashad, Mrs. Hold Up, if you're still in the chat, she'll let me know. She was talking to Gabrielle Union and two other actresses. And she was like, this is the dumbest. I'm paraphrasing. She's like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever heard because we'd move. We've been desperately as a people group trying to move away from these conversations. Right. On both sides. Like Mm -hmm. the fact that there's even a conversation to be had between dark quote-unquote skin African-Americans or black people and light-skinned black people is it's a completely moronic to me but that's where that whole thing comes from gotcha I got you okay yeah that that's interesting so to answer your question we definitely have way more um uh problems in discipline in fact discipline is way further down the line a lot of the things that we we need to do uh I think the biggest thing that uh we as a black community could do if i could pick one thing one thing to start the boulder rolling down the hill ladies it has nothing to do with you this is on the men uh black men need to learn to be free thinking Mm. and um critically analyze any and everything that is presented to them knowing that the effort to keep them duped is so big. I think we need uh, very strong, free-thinking men. That's what I believe. Right. So, um, yeah, that would be the the number one thing. Number one thing. Once black men start thinking for themselves, uh, and I'm going to say this, I believe that we need free-thinking, heterosexual black men. Okay. Um, that's exactly what the manosphere is. That's why we're attacked so much. That's why whomever it was that tried that slick move on the Lapeef channel did what they did. Oh, yeah, yeah, I heard about that, yeah. Yeah, so, um, yeah, heterosexual, free-thinking black men. Um, why do I say heterosexual? And I don't want to, I don't want to do anything, but here's why. Let me, let me tell you why, guys, ladies and gentlemen. Um, whatever your preference is in that department, uh, it's your preference. 
It's not up to me to like it. It's not up to me to agree with it. What I will say that I've done that more than most people have done is I've actually signed my life away and fought for you to have that choice. So mm-hmm. I would appreciate it if, you know, a thank you versus vitriol is better. Okay. Hey, thanks, Cell Wapo. I appreciate you doing that. If you are in uh, that type of choice, uh, homosexual versus heterosexual or something like that, you know, eventually, just the way biology is, that's not the legacy that's going to be continued. We were talking about this earlier, right? So um, when it comes down to it, we black men have to wake up. We that are the ones that are going to continue to further the population um, and perpetuate and really put our foots down. Uh, collectively, I made a, a strong call uh, not too long ago that our women would change if we could stop white knighting to them. Now, you can't make anybody do anything, but you can ostracize those that are detrimental to your group or your team. You absolutely can. Right. What did I say? Uh, the Air Force, uh, the Air Force Academy Honor Code. Uh, we will not lie, cheat, or steal, nor tolerate amongst us anyone who does. So if you are going to sit there and um, perpetuate this narrative that, my, you can be as big as you want and as loud and boisterous as you want and wear whatever hair you want and whatever nails you want, and I'm going to accept it and love it for, and Kevin Samuels is so cool with this, shout out to the Godfather because I'm going to steal this saying in this moment. For the need for something that comes standard issue on every woman that is down in your nether regions, you are hurting your women. How about you encourage them, listen, uh, you need to be a healthy weight. Right. Not only for your own self, but for the future of black people. Because the better you look, the more we'll want to mate. The more feminine you are, the more we're going to want to provide. It's not hard. It's really not hard. But it's up to us to own it. I was talking about Jocko. I'm going to be talking about his book uh, probably tomorrow or the next day, uh, Extreme Ownership. He did it with uh, Leif Babin. Leif or Leif? I think it's Leif. Uh, it's one of a two-part series. Uh, what's the second book? Uh, the Dichotomy of Leadership. Overall message and extreme ownership, right? When you own something, you can affect change with it. Right. This is why the victim mentality is so dangerous. If you're a victim, you have no control. If you have no control, you can't do any, you, you can't change. So if you own it and you say, look, we black men, we got to stop. We're going to have to have these hard conversations. It might be a little tough for about two, three years. But we need to let our women know, ladies, this is no longer acceptable. And that's that. And we're not trying to make you do anything. Let me tell (laughs) you. One of the most beautiful lies that is experienced in our black community is the placating of our women. Okay. It is the queen um, mother god of the earth. I hold black women in a high regard and a high, high esteem, and I'm looking for them to be like the prodigal sons in return to us. Okay. I really am. And just like, uh, who is it in the Bible? Whose uh, son returns? Uh, 
how he welcomed him with open arms and he was so happy and threw a party and the son came back and was like you know he was like father i'm so sorry and he thought he was going to be disappointed ladies if you come back you're going to be very shocked at the reception that you get if you come back humble and honest and actually are willing to listen and do what needs to be done man we are going to kick this earth in the butt (laughs) together but as long as you decide to remain adversarial you're going to yield the same results in exponential fashion that you've yielded for the last 20, 30 years. And it's only going to get worse. So um, the real truth is this. Women have, um, women deserve a choice. Right. Everybody deserves a choice based on the truth. Women are making their choices based on men lying for them for the uh, simple sake of being able to have access to their flour, their cookie jar. And those men that do that are the lamest of the lame. Yeah, because the the motivation is to get something. You brought up a brother before who uh, presented himself as a moral life coach uh what was his what's his name Derek Jackson I that's the brother who yeah. cheated on his wife and then paraded her out on YouTube in right. her uh, sh- her shower cap her bonnet to uh to have her stand by his side yeah yeah the question then uh, that I want to pose to you brother cuz I have to um assume the other side right so one of the things I've noticed as I was doing my research beyond your channel and in regards to the black manosphere specifically where is I want to hone in on is that there are women who have a kind of a, a response to it, like you are trying to force me to give up my autonomy, right? You're trying to force me to give. Now, this doesn't mean it has to be an accurate statement. It is the statement that most commonly is left in the chat and Kevin Samuel's chat. I've seen it. Actually, you know what's crazy? I just want to give you flowers real quick. Shout out to your community. You guys are in sync. <laughs> like, I've yeah, seen thanks. Are they, are they in here? I'm just looking at stream yards. You got good numbers? Uh, yes, they're in here. There's 17 here, but I'm talking about in general, just like your stream the other night when they came out to support you, seeing mm-hmm. Uncle Stu, all those people. I just want to give you a shout out to that. But there, how would you respond to that? Because that seems to be the major critique of the Black Manosphere movement. If I'm saying a long point short, you're trying to make me give up my autonomy. You're trying to make me subservient to you. Right. So uh red belt game forget black belt i'm about to drop a thousand dollars two thousand dollars worth of game on you right now watch this you said that a lot of black women are saying that they don't want to give up their autonomy right right i would go back let me just give you the game there are four phases of life do you know what they are no I'll give you the first one. You ready? I'm ready. Dependence. Then there's interdependence. I'm sorry. Dependence, independence, interdependence, and then death. When you're born, you are very dependent on your child. You see this everywhere. You see this in nature everywhere. The parents protect the children. The mothers are protective of their kids. You see it in the sea. You see it on land. You see it in the air. You see it amongst humans. You see it amongst insects. Dependence. There is no escaping dependence. Normally, the penalty for not going through dependence is you skip all the way to the end, which is death. No. 
Next, there is independence. Independence is when you have learned enough that you can strike out there on your own and be autonomous. Okay. Um, you can go and uh, start to provide for yourself and everything. You can be independent, a lone wolf. All right. People talk about eagles fly alone, eagles still mate. Yes, they do. Okay. So eagles still have to procreate. The strongest part of life is interdependence. This is where you see the exponential results of the team mentality. You see it in fraternities. You see it in uh, companies with with great uh, core values and ethics codes, um, vision vision statements. You see it in uh, um, teams. We're coming to the end of the NFL season right now. Right. You see some of the most remarkable things when people are in sync with each other. You just talked about my chat, right? Autonomy is uh, the enemy of interdependence. And a lot of people miss interdependence in life. People will go through life. They'll be dependent. They'll be independent. Something will happen. They'll go through a bad divorce. They got to move in with their brother or something, be dependent again, get mad and say, I'll never marry again. Be independent. And then they die. The problem with not engaging in in interdependence, nothing of true significance is ever built by the individual. So to the woman that wants to remain autonomous, I would say to you, sweetheart, absolutely not. I am not trying to take away your autonomy. But just understand that there's no power and no future in your autonomy. Jeff Bezos is the mastermind behind Amazon, but he has one of the largest workforces in the world that is a team that is an interdependence okay jeff didn't build blue origin by hand he had a team that did that you with me i'm with you okay the president has a team the olympics is teams the greatest even floyd money mayweather has a team of people Moving in lockstep with him to achieve a goal. When somebody says they did it on their own, I instantly don't believe you. Right. This is why I am so adamant about edifying the people that I interact with that have helped me out. And I, we talk about giving flowers. That's not a term I use, but I'm going to give you your props, bro. Thank you to all of the people that have helped me. Thank you. Even you, Steve, having the opportunity to get on a different platform and expand and work within interdependence, cohesion, and lockstep with number one another. That is where life truly happens. Think, I mean, it, it, success leaves clues, guys. Right. And success principles translate. If you know anything about evolution, uh, whether you believe it, uh, of it as a theory whether it's counter to your religion or uh, uh, together within your religion, I do believe there's room for it within yeah. Christianity. And I love me some Jesus, man. I was tithing off, off my winnings in uh, Atlantic City. Real talk. <laughs> you think I'm joking? I know. That's I why I win. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I'm going to tell you this. Watch this. The single cell organism had to multiply for us to get to where we are now. When you take the 
you know, the sperm and the egg. It has to split and multiply. And then it starts to turn. And those cells learn their position. This is what I was saying to Kevin Samuels. And the lungs are do the same, do are very uh, important, just like the heart is, just like the central nervous system, just like your circulatory system. But they play their position perfectly. And that's how life works. There is a huge interdependence in all parts and aspects of life. Just think about the simple fact that we're oxygen breathers and trees are carbon dioxide breathers. Success right. leaves clues, people. If we and trees both breath, uh, uh, both breathed oxygen, game right. over. No more trees, no more people. Right. So, ladies, when we say... Uh, you're not our equals. You're not. We have equal importance. But stop trying to breathe the carbon dioxide. Let us digest that. Y'all breathe the oxygen. And we can make this thing continue to happen. And good luck being in the world, breathing the oxygen by yourself. That is the autonomous player. And that doesn't work. Anywhere. Anywhere in the universe, it doesn't work. This great thing that God has put together for us, it doesn't work. Life, even existence, there are so many things that need to come together in such a perfect form and be interdependent. Right. So, yeah, there we go. You know what, folks, this is Conversations That Matter. This is your boy, Steve, real name, no gimmicks. And I just want to give a shout out to my special guest, man, El Wapo. Thank you. My brother and I, we're, we're not rapping or anything. It's just I always got to make sure. That's something I'm trying to get better at, WAPO. I, I will get stuck in these conversations, look up, and not realize I haven't acknowledged anyone the entire show, and I'm enjoying this one. And uh, the thing about that, state, that statement you just made, from a Christian standpoint, and let me just throw this out there for my detractors who will inevitably come for me, like this man curses on his show, The Request Box Live. I never said I was perfect, and you know that's why I had to abstain from drinking because I realized I was starting to step out a little bit of where I'm supposed to be when I do my shows. But, I did it last night. I I I I had three scotches on air and <laughs> cussed this dude out on somebody else's channel. You know, <laughs> sometimes sometimes that's necessary. I've I've done that too. Yeah, I think one of the things that like from a Christian standpoint, shout out to O'Shea because he had a brother on his channel that was a reformed pastor who came on and he was basically essentially I forget the brother's name. It was a great interview. But he was essentially talking about why he has become involved in the black manosphere movement, which is obviously from an evangelist standpoint. And he's sharing the gospel with people who haven't been exposed to it. Right. I think one of the great things that I've picked up from listening to your channel, though, is considering how we should maneuver as a community. Now, I think something happens when there it's lost in translation. I, even when people listen to this back. I hope that they hear what you actually said versus, you know, the preconceived notion of what they think you're saying. So just one more time to make it clear, the Black Manosphere movement is not about the subjugation of women. No, uh, the Black Manosphere is about getting the men right. Right. The Black Manosphere is about getting the men right. But for us to get right, not only do we have to understand ourselves, we have to understand our counterparts. And it here's the bottom line, y'all. When it's all said and done, outside of selfish financial gain and the those cats that want to be trolls, which I'm realizing, and listen, I don't know everything. Man, this troll community is crazy. 
I'm looking at a uh the young man. I, I'm not gonna give him any shine. Anyway, um it's crazy, man, and it makes me feel so sad. Like, yo, you just don't understand um how how lost you are. You know what I mean? But excuse me one second, guys. Thank Thank you. you. Here, I'll give you this one. Thank you. Okay. I get to re up. Yes, sir. (laughs) Um, uh, When it comes to uh, the trolls and, and, and everybody, man, I just, I feel for them, but we're not trying to, to, you can't save everybody. Jesus couldn't save everybody. So if he couldn't do it, he gave everybody the opportunity and some people chose the other, the other way. And I ain't Jesus. You see what I'm saying? So I'm not trying to subjugate anybody. I'm not trying to make anybody do anything. What I am trying to do is for, to get us on one accord. And so that we can progress towards what benefits all people, you know? Um, and men got to get on board, man. That's why the, that's why the, uh, the manosphere is, is so important. And I think here's the thing. My sister, and I've learned a lot from women. My sister, who's five years my junior and is one of the wisest women I've ever met in my life. She talks about when you know better, you do better. I added my little bit to it. When you know better, you can do better. I actually am a a PMA guy, a positive mental attitude guy. I'm definitely the optimist versus the pessimist. I am uh, the, the glass is half full. Okay. So here's what I'll tell you. I believe in black men. I believe the majority. I didn't say the vast majority, mm-hmm. but I believe that the black men that have the right information will make the right choices. You feel what I'm saying? And yeah. they will do the right thing. And we'll start to exile those that are starting to jack up our image in our community because it used to be like that. That's a good point. You know, so um, I personally believe that the uh, yeah, with the right information. Black men will do better. You know what I'm saying? And if the black men do better, it's ding ding. Look out world. Black women will do better. Um, Yeah, our, our communities will do better. I want to see my grandkids thriving at a level. And, and I'm praying that I get to live to see great grandkids, man. I want to see them thriving at a level, you know, um, here's my dream. You want to hear a dream? Yes, sir. Watch this. There is a young man I know just turned 30. We have a slight business affiliation. Okay. That is a millionaire brother from, uh, Richmond, Virginia. Right. And, um, he made some right steps and got with the right people and got the right interdependence to become a millionaire. He got married to a beautiful black woman, retired his wife from being a chemist within like a week. And he, this is a brother. You're 40. I'm 43. Imagine one of your sons being able to say this. The coolest thing about the, uh, sacrifices I made and the choices I made in my twenties is that when me and my wife have children, our kids are never going to know mommy and daddy having to work. Wow. That's cold-blooded. And I know people like that. 
That's what I want to see. So keep your autonomy. Keep the, the whackness of trying to have intimacy with as many women as you can. That's the change I want to see. That's what I want. So if my I'm setting my daughters up now that as long as they are valuable in the community, they do not um they do not have to work. Okay. okay. Um by the time my grandchildren are here, I want to actually own a school for my children. Yes, okay. I'm selfish for my kids' kids. <laughs> no, it makes sense. That's an honest thing. Yeah. By the time my great grandchildren are here, um, I want us to have positively impacted in very tangible ways at least 10,000 other families. Either by adding uh, to the economy and giving people uh, jobs and stuff like that. So I'm thinking steps and steps and steps ahead you know i do things on my channel of course for viewership and stuff like that yeah I, i've been a a man that's been with the ladies and stuff i keep my intro that way because people like it and it's funny to me i like it too <laughs> but what's really going on ron yo do you uh i'm sorry uh steve do you have a cash app um i do i do have a cash drop app. it in the chat man ron yo's trying to show you some love Ryan, that's what i'm talking about yo <laughs> thank you for that's the love. what i'm talking about <laughs> thank please, you please so please please yeah, drop it in the chat, man. Um, and I'm 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 gonna hook you up too. I gotta get my other phone because it's got my this got my government name on it. <laughs> oh shoot, I'm showing pictures of my kids with my phone. My bad. <laughs> don't, don't dox me, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> but uh but the thing you what you're describing is and I this is how I know we kind of came we came up in the same era, and uh, but I don't I can't speak for Baltimore. I grew growing up in Harlem, there was a term that was thrown around in the community called nation building right yeah i'm very familiar yep. yeah you, you would hear farrakhan speak about this i just did a show where i had to publicly acknowledge that i had, had some wrong thoughts about the nation of islam for many years but that's not not beside the point nation building is learning how to correct the things that have gone wrong and being right. able to honestly look at it and that's the the first step is accountability now a lot of people seem to struggle with that and but in, not in every area. Like if I tell someone who's dealing with alcoholism, first step is you have to admit that there's a problem, right? right? You have to understand where things went wrong and know that you have to move past this problem. Mm -hmm. That was the core message of Brother Malcolm and his mm -hmm. movement. Like he was so hard on the brothers for leading the sisters astray, right? He would be so hard on them. I don't think you can have that same message today. I don't think that you can do that and without people becoming or feeling like they're attacked. And let me give you a for instance. A lot of people don't know this about Kevin Samuels, but I found it out when I was doing research about you. He had spent mm -hmm. a great deal of time dealing with the brothers before his show. Yes, I've been uh, real fast. I was I was subscribed to Kevin Samuels before he had uh uh 50,000 subscribers. He's the reason my cologne game is on point. I got a whole cologne <laughs> wall right here. Uh is one of my favorites. He talks about magnetic blend 7. Yes sir. Uh yeah. So so my cologne game is tight because of Kevin. They just came out with a magnetic blend 8. I got to get that one. Um but yeah. So he spent years talking to the men. Years. Yeah, you know. I and he, and he corrected there. I wanted I wanted to ask you a question. Did you drop is, your uh, cash app, bro? Oh, I'm going to do it right now. I'm sorry. I, 
Okay. Like, you, man, look, don't make it hard for them to give you money. <laughs> <laughs> again, this is where the, I got to get better at the business part. I just dropped in the chat, guys. It's coming from an account called Rebuke TV. Okay. You but, dropped uh, it in the uh, YouTube chat, yeah? Yeah, the YouTube chat. Okay. Perfect. And, uh, or at least I, I hope I did. So when you when you feel when you see that type of opposition, just switching back to uh, in regards to the how people are approaching or approach you in the in the black manosphere, when you see that opposition, what does it feel like when you're not getting that? Because I've also noticed in your chat and in your community there, or, and even in Kevin's Lapeef, all of these guys, there are women who come in and they're like, "This changed my life." I'm sure you're familiar with this story where a woman told Kevin Samuels live on air, like she was going to leave her husband. Yeah, not cheated on her. The man did not beat her or do anything like that. And she was going to leave him because she was believing plug a beautiful lie that she could have a better life without him or or something to that effect. And she heard a message from Kevin Samuels that changed her mind. Do you have you had experiences like that in your chat? Have women come to you and talk to you and say, hey, you've had a positive impact on me with the with the things you're saying? Uh, not yet on my channel, no. Um, but what I, uh, but I've had it happen in 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 real life. Okay. You still didn't put that thing in there, man. They don't see I, it. I just, I literally, it's. <laughs> I saw that Grego just pointed upwards for it. Yeah. And then Natasha Vincent saying it's not in the chat. Let me see I if I can put it in for me. I'll send it to you in uh, in IG. <laughs> yeah, send it to me in IG, man. Boy, I, look, man. <laughs> I'm just messing with you. So, so. Uh, yeah, what what did I say before? People deserve a choice based on the truth. Right. The truth is where it's at. There's a reason my channel is called Beautiful Lies. Okay. Uh beautiful lies will lead uh you to destruction. Embracing uncomfortable truths. Somebody took the uncomfortable uncomfortable truths uh channel name. I was gonna have both of them. Uh, okay. Let me go ahead and throw this in here for you. So what happens is, um, if you are willing to embrace the truth and you talk about this, uh, you said a word that is very big, uh, um, which is accountability. Being accountable is being self-aware, right? Being self-aware is the navigation note uh the navigation locating where you are and we already talked about what it takes to get the system in place for it even to be able to do so it's a lot of work the hardest part of all of this is getting started right setting up the infrastructure going through therapy reading and studying getting in front of the mirror butt naked ladies with (laughs) your natural hair out of the shower take the fake nails off all of that stuff, that stuff is the hard part. But if you can get past the accountability, uh, man, oh, man, it, it's it's smooth sailing from there. Yeah. Let me ask you a few questions in regards to this, and I'm not asking you to be accountable for this. I'm just interested to hear your thoughts on it. I have a good friend who uh, runs a show called The, the Feminist Are Up, and like you, she's the per- type of person where her worldview forces her to be so ethical, right? Like she right. would not allow people to say 
untrue things about men and she's very protective about men being preyed upon in their younger years predatory behaviors from women she's consistent in that way how do you feel as if though if there's any way tangible where you can think of that feminism has negatively impacted the black community specifically i won't speak on behalf of any other community um i believe in feminism I do. Um, I think that women are uh, more than capable of making informed decisions when it comes to voting. I I believe that women should not be physically harmed without any repercussions uh, within their home in domestic situations. I don't believe anybody should put, be, be putting their hands on on anybody else. Okay, now. Where's feminism dangerous now? It's not where it started at. You know what I mean? So feminism has gotten to the point that, you know, it's not about equality, which it, it, you shouldn't be trying to be equal. God, look, you guys are going to get this. You're going to get this. If I my last breath is saying something, it's going to be something along the lines of this. Success leaves clues, people. Let me ask you a question. In nature, what happens if things continue to reproduce that are too close to the same? For example, a brother and a sister having a baby. They're pretty equal. They share equal DNA, right? Right. You get into inbreeding. You get into birth defects. You get into... Uh, a, what is the word I'm looking for? A stagnation of the gene pool. Okay. The power in people and this world is our diversity. Just love who you are. My last uh, video I did um, on uh, like standalone video was like, when uh, can black women learn to love themselves again? That's real. Y'all got to do the work, too. You're going to have to send them satellites into orbit. You're going to have to come in your pockets. You come out of your pockets, go through some therapy with a good therapist, because not all therapists are created equal. Shout out to my therapist, Dr. Douglas, and shout out to the kosher clinician. Um, he's a, a licensed clinical psychologist. Psycho psychologist. Shout out to them both. Uh, brothers out here doing the work. You're going to have to do the work. You're going to have to get in the gym. I can't wait to talk about these books, man, because I used to talk about books all the time. Yeah. Um, uh, we're going to get into Jocko's work. Just do the freaking work. All you got to do is do it and you're going to feel better and you're going to you're going to love your results. You got to do it. I don't care how. Buck tooth you are. Go get your teeth fixed. Men, I don't care how tired you are. Go get another job. Develop another skill. Do the work. There is a grind period in life that you are going to have to embrace. You're going to have to embrace the struggle if you want to win. That is the only difference between cats that are highly successful and people that aren't. Right. That's it. Discipline and consistency. Women, be disciplined in your mouth. Work every day. Yes, you are going to have to curb your language. Protect your eye gate and your ear gate. Stop listening to stuff like, uh, 
And I'm not going to lie. For years, this was my guilty pleasure show. I used to love Jocelyn Hernandez and uh, what's her face? Uh, what's 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 uh, Kirk Frost's wife? Dan, I used to watch Real Housewives of Atlanta. Oh, I, I just loved it. <laughs> I loved it. It was it was my it was my guilty pleasure. But it was coming from a place that I knew where I was. But stop watching that. That's not your path. That's not your future. It's not. Right. You know what I'm saying? Y'all got to get it together. And here's the thing. If you want autonomy and individualism, oh, boy. Red Belt game coming again. Here you go. All the hard stuff comes through independence. Hmm. All of the harvest comes through interdependence. So if you want to have autonomy and you want to be independent, that's where the work takes place. That's where you have to develop discipline. That is where you have to get your butt up at five o'clock in the morning. And even if you've got to do a yoga video and do five sets of 90 second planks to work on your core, where you have to do those burpees as a lady, where you have to get up and properly meal prep instead of going out to lunch every day at your job and count your calories, you have to do the work. There is no shortcut. And this is what I love about life. Oof. There are several things I've thought about having on my tombstone, but I think I might get cremated. I think I want to sit on the mantle. You know what I'm saying? But check, yeah. check this out. <laughs> One of the things I've thought about having on my tombstone, the greatest thing that I love about life is that the things worth having are hard enough to get for people to de- that don't deserve them not to get them. I love that life has an overabundance of things that we can have and obtain but it's just difficult enough that people that don't put in the work will never get it. I like that. I'm a person that loves having an arena to perform. I love it. Absolutely love it. I love that doing the right works, the right work will yield results. Right. Yeah. Uh-oh, Natasha Vincent said 10,000 kettlebell swing workout starts for me on Saturday. <laughs> Do the work. Let us know how you're doing with that. You know, we're pulling for you. I I, I definitely want you to get that done. And definitely you, you in the chat and green room says this may be the third sign in the same day to get a second job. God, absolutely KU. And uh it's one of those things that I'm glad you brought up is uh the accountability, the discipline. And if we're framing that as what we need to do as a community, I want to switch gears for a second because I want people sure. to get a whole view of you because you and I share something else in common, right? We may, we are not married to black women. So often I get excluded from this conversation outright. Mm-hmm. Like they're just like, you have nothing to say. And I'm like, well, that's an irrelevant statement. Why am I not allowed to contribute to this conversation? But one of the things that you brought up on one of your videos, which I just thought was so amazing was actually, this was on a Lapeef not Lapeef, it was on an Anton video you were in, and you guys were talking to a young brother, and you were talking to him about the relationship between you and LaBea, and mm-hmm. you're like, you brought her on the call, and he's like, look, I don't want you to think the motivations are wrong here. LaBea is a career woman, right? She had, she had, I, I forget what the career path was, but she had done- She's a teacher. She's a teacher, done extremely well for herself, mm-hmm. and she wasn't giving this 
up in a begrudging way when you said that you guys were talking about retiring her. She was, she said, if I'm quoting her correctly, she was giving up to follow you. Does that seem like a huge responsibility to you? Or how's that like? Because that's not something you hear commonly said nowadays. It's something that happened with my wife and I. Like when we got married, she and our first son, right before our first son was born, I was in a position where I could do my part of the agreement, which was we had a conversation prior to marriage was right. I would provide. I would do everything in my power to provide, even if it meant working myself to death mm-hmm. so she could be home to raise our children into a time where she decided if she wanted uh, to start a business or something like that. But that was my deal. And she was that's that was her vision as well. To hear yeah. that on the, on the air for you, what? Well, let me get back to the original question. Does that feel like a, a burden to have to share that in public no, or no, 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 not a burden at all. Here, here's, here's what I'll tell you. And there's, I love that you, that you were transparent with that. So uh, for those people that want to say that you can't add to the conversation um, because uh, you're not with, you're with a non-black woman, uh, you're 40 years old. For four decades, almost half a century, you have walked around in black skin. Uh, this is one of those situations where, and and I'm going to have to, here's the problem I've got with uh, a lot of people in general. They don't respond to the nice message. You've got to give them a little bit of, you got to, you got to show them a little abuse. Yeah. So shut up when you talk to me is what I would say to y'all. Yeah. Uh, here's what I will guarantee. Nine out of 10 of you have not contributed 30% of what I have to black family families in real, like real results. I love my black daughters. I love my black mother. I love my black sisters. I love my black cousins, nieces, nephews, and everything like that. I love black women that I see in the restaurant in Atlantic city that are having dinner for them, their girlfriends. I actually am not only uh, rooting for you, but I'm actually trying to do what it takes to make things better for you. So let me tell you something, Steve. People with useless opinions are willing to offer it up to anybody that listens for free. Good point. Yeah. So you got to kind of let that run off your shoulder. Oh, you can't say anything or anything like that. Well, you stop me. I, I'm telling you, you can't make. There are two things in this life that you can actually uh, uh, control: your actions and your attitude, and that's it. Yeah, you can't control other people. All right. So that's 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 what I would say. Now, you asked. A, a, you made a really really good point, right? The second half of that where you were talking about um, not only is it, are you having that conversation, you know, about, are you allowed to talk about those things? What was the second part of what you said? The the second part was in, in regards to, uh, to you and LaBea in regards to what do you feel? Like oh, that- the work, the, the retiring her. Yeah. Yes. So here's the thing. I don't like calling myself alpha. That is a moniker that has to be assigned to you by others. I do know what true alpha is. I do know what it is. Most people have no idea what it is. 
A true alpha male is a leader among men, period. Are men willing to follow you? That's an alpha. Right. There are a couple of things that there are a couple of traits that real alphas have. Um, and I'm not saying I'm alpha. I'm not saying that. Right. And for the record, I don't claim to be high value either. Okay. Okay. Um, but this alpha trait is emblazoned in my soul. I am hyper territorial of my stuff. I'm hyper territorial about my home. I'm very cautious about, uh, I'm gonna tell you like this, watch this, you know, um, you're a Christian. I'm a Christian. We are moving into a new house. We just, uh, got it professionally cleaned today. We're going to go this weekend, start moving some stuff over. I will be praying over my new house, walking through with it empty with blessed oil for real. Yeah. Y'all can call me a weirdo, whatever. That's why I live in the heart of Baltimore and God has looked out. We good. Like, look, all it's crazy around here, but we are good. And we have a beautiful home and, and, and we're able to do stuff like that. Um, I'm very territorial of the women that are under my protection and my provision. Very territorial. Okay. So with that being the case, Mrs. Wapo is not going to work. That's part of the agreement. Because you will not be answering to another man and be my wife, period. I refuse to let another male with a phallus have that much control over my lady. That is why I am working towards my daughters never having to work. There are levels to it, y'all. You don't have to believe what I believe, and I'm cool with it. Right. But if you want to be. Mrs. Wapo, you're not working. You're just not going to work. You can work for me. But uh, the Bible says you can't serve two masters, doesn't it? It does. But I think there's like there's some unpacking there because what you said. And remember, I don't do short clips on this show, so I want I want to get that unpacked thoroughly. The part about Mrs. El Wapo, shout out to Mrs. the future Mrs. El Wapo, by the way. Yeah, uh, Labea. Yeah. Uh, the part about her not working for another man and not having another man have that much control over it. Now, see, I think that some people will miss the statement that's being made there is because of the, am I assuming it's because of the predatory nature or the nature of men when they have that much control? Or could you, you unpack it for me? Let me not put words into your mouth. It's just that, um, I want I, I know what my role is. And you you would ask the question, like, is it overwhelming or what have you to have that level of responsibility? I say no. Right. Uh, I believe I I know beyond the shadow of a doubt. This is what I'm built for. This is literally what I am here for to not just take on the uh, responsibility of myself in an autonomous fashion, but to be a value add to almost every person that I ever interact with. That's what I'm built for. God gave there's gifts and talents and stuff like that. God gave me some gifts, and how dare I not use them uh, to do what they're meant for? So I'm trying to help a lot of people. With that being said, um, when it comes to Labea or whomever's going to be my future wife right now, Labea, of course, right? It's not about what a man will do or will not do. 
uh, we are going to be a united front. This is why when I had that conversation about, you know, the texting of her ex. Right. And I'm okay with talking about it, guys. That is you uh, allowing another man to encroach upon my territory. And, um, you know, we went through it and we're still going through it and stuff like that. But I'm a logical dude and I know how to take a cost-benefit analysis. And um, I know how to reach out to men that I really respect, you know, behind the scenes and stuff like that and pay my money and talk to a therapist and things like that and try to understand the, uh, the ultimate reasons behind it and make an informed logical choice. And that's why I chose because it was completely my choice for us to stay together. And we're Gucci. I told you she was in them pearls. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and look, yeah, here's yo, I gotta give LeBay this, man. I gotta give her this. So I should not do this. I'm gonna do this because it's on your channel. You wanna see something? Oh uh, yeah. Let me see. My lady is very, very good luck. And that's hard to find. All right. I told y'all I was in Atlantic City for uh one night with her, right? I'm not gonna tell you where I was, but after one night of just having some fun. Rex, wow. That is, that's what I want. Yo, Shorty is mad lucky. Let me she really is. And, and, Rax, and That's a term for, for money. I don't want anyone to assume that I'm talking about the brothers. But no, no, he's not talking about breasts. No, he's talking about the, the, the buddy. But yeah, um, that's cool, man. And see, here's the thing. If I ever unleash, unleash her upon y'all, man, yo, LaBea haven't been with me for a couple of years, and she's a sponge. She absorbs a lot. If I ever let her start a channel, phew, ladies, watch out. I'm telling she will be bigger than me. I guarantee it. What is it? There's a huge market for that now. Like, and here's yeah. the thing: if we, if you don't mind talking about her upbringing for a second, because I think it's a a great part of the conversation. I don't. Do I have much more time with you, brother? Am I holding you hostage? What time is it? It's uh nine four. Let's do about twenty more minutes, man. I do need to eat something, and uh, I got a little work to do before I go to bed. Is that cool? That's totally cool, and I appreciate your time for being here. Um, Labea, being from Colombia, I think that sometimes there's this view that the West dominates the entire conversation on the way couples operate but mm-hmm. hearing her talk about her background and hearing her talk about her parents marriage now this is something that would just someone might flip out if she starts a channel and because she literally came on to anton's channel and said no this is not the way i was raised i was not raised to be a leader and she wasn't mm-hmm. talking about being a second class citizen she was talking about the fact that she wants to be able to follow her husband now, right. why do you think that itself, and I, I'm sorry if we're being redundant, but I just want to make sure I have everything I can get out of you on the air. Why Let's hammer you, it home, yeah. Why do you think that's such a controversial statement? So in Christianity, it's called headship, right? The Bible clearly talks about the way a marriage is supposed to operate, and I think that people miss this part because they always get stuck in what the Ephesians woman is supposed to look like, but they forget what God called the man to be look like to look like in that relationship. He literally said, "You are to love her as Christ 
love the church. Give yourself up for her. What did Christ do? For on behalf of those who would want to be saved, Christ walked through the most painful situation any just recorded in history, according to my belief structure. Yeah. That's the way we're supposed to operate as men in the relationship. And that's where the, the, you know, that relationship brews into, she is willing to follow you. Right. My wife would not be willing to follow me. If I was a, a treacherous leech, a wretch of a man, she would be out. Right. Why do you think it's such a controversial statement to even say that? It's just that, you know, you asked the question earlier about, you know, uh, what has feminism done to our community, right? So feminism has perpetuated this narrative that, you know, no, you need to be strong. You need to be independent. And that is so stupid. Like, if you take a step back, this is why I talk about nature and stuff like that and success leaving clues. It's so stupid. Where else does that work? So... Yes, it is a message, and it has a financial reason behind it. Kevin Samuels talks about this. If you, LeBay and I live together right now, right? Two, She currently works. We're not married yet. Two incomes, one household, top 5% of incomes in the United States of America, just between our salaries, just salaries, not YouTube, not my outside business, anything else, just salaries, right? If we live in the DMV, the D.C., Maryland, Virginia area, like I think three of the five most expensive zip codes in the United States are within the DMV, okay? Okay. If LaBea and I had separate properties, that's separate utilities, that's separate internet bills, that's separate, uh, uh, you know, Revenues or different uh, separate streams of consumption, which actually does, you know, contribute to the economy. When I say that it's actually systemic as to why there is a financial reason, you know, Anton talks about this. Always chase the money. Just follow the money. Why black people are already known as being some of the biggest consumers in the United States. Our dollars circulates the shortest in our community, right? So if you can double that by splitting us up, that's the motivation right there mm. because it contributes to the economy. Now, if we were to do the opposite, observe the masses and do the opposite, $5,000 worth of game in that one sentence right there. Observe the masses and do the opposite. If you were to observe the masses and do the opposite, and instead of being consumers, you were able to take that money and invest it into your legacy and your lineage, like I'm attempting to do, you know, um, that's that generational wealth we talk about. Right. And one of my favorite shows on TV is Succession. I love, I don't watch a lot of TV, but man, I love Succession. That is my show that on my phone that uh, Grego said, I ain't dox myself, bro. But on my phone, my ringtone is the succession ringtone or is the succession intro. I love it. And if you've never seen the show, it's about the Roy family and they own this huge media conglomerate. Right. They, if I were to say what the Roy's are, imagine Disney yeah, owning Marvel owning cruise ships and stuff like that, that would be the Roy's. I absolutely love that show. 
Why do I love it so much? Because it shows what's possible. Mm. I sh- it shows what's possible. You know what I'm saying? And y'all, we could kill it, but we just got to get together. And there are some people that are meant to lead. And I'll be honest with you. Most leaders don't want to lead. I really have an aversion to any form of fame. I want to be able to go and, you know, I got my my daughter's birthday is on, uh, my middle daughter's birthday is on Wednesday. Or, I'm sorry, Friday. Um, I want to take her and we're going to go see Spider-Man. They love, they love Spider-Man. I think they got a crush on Tom Holland. It's cool. I'm glad they like boys. You know what I'm saying? So, uh I want to take my daughters to go see Spider-Man and everything. I want to be able to do that. I want to have to wear a hat. I got a big head and all this hair and sunglasses. I don't want to have to do that. You know, I don't want to be famous. I don't want to have to give you guys this message. But like I said before, all it takes for evil to prevail is for a few good men to stand by and do nothing. And be it arrogant or not, I think I'm a good man. So I and I I feel responsible for more than just me for El Wapo and more than just my kids and you know um, I want to help y'all I want to help everybody man I, I another thing I'd love to have on my tombstone um, he left everybody he met better off than how he found them I would love for that to be my legacy I would love for my legacy to be El Wapo left everybody he met better off than how he found them that right there bro even if it's just a nice thing to say to somebody hey ma'am i really love the socks you're wearing in the line at the grocery store and that's the only compliment she's gotten in the last 72 hours but there are levels to this you know there's some people that think that i'm getting a little bit so i might have to go because i was about to say something (laughs) reckless there's some people that think that bagging your woman or taking your lady away from you is an accomplishment that's not an accomplishment bro no that's just that's that's there are levels to this buddy and and some people have never even thought like this and you think this is good I have nobody signed up for it yet, but it's coming. And I've been a little neglectful on my Patreon, and I thank everybody for sticking with me. I have a Joint Chiefs of Staff level of my Patreon, okay? And the Joint Chiefs of Staff allows you access to some of my mentors. Mm. If you think this is good, you have heard nothing. I am a journeyman at best, shout out Kevin Samuels. I am by no means a master of this. This is journeyman game that you're getting. A little bit uh, more apprentice than journeyman, but most people don't even know that those levels exist. That's what I'm saying. So it's true. And this is yeah. uh, before before you uh, we I let you go. This is going to be the last question because I think you're the perfect person to ask this. I got into a heated debate with someone in regards to what toxic masculinity is, what the term means, and what it actually means historically. I just want to have you answer the question for me because you're a high, you're a man of high honor and a, a man of high code uh, code ethics. Uh-huh. My definition of toxic masculinity are men that have no honor. They are the worst of us. They are the men that prey upon innocent people. They exacerbate situations. They're the drunkards. They're the abusers. 
they they're the people that you would cast out of your community what is your definition of a toxic male i like yours um it's it's not honor for me uh i think that women need to vet men for character and there's a little bit different of a difference between honor and character but uh if i were to give you the quintessence of toxic masculinity it is white knights <laughs> That's what it is. Men that believe that the gynocracy is the is the way and the truth. That is the most toxic thing and the most dangerous thing. Um, it is literally putting somebody behind the wheel of a car or behind the stick of an airplane that is not properly trained to operate that vehicle and saying, get us there. That's what the gynocracy is. Mm. So uh, white knights, that is toxic masculinity personified. That's it right there. Folks, I want to thank El Wampo for coming out. This has been Conversations That Matter. And for those of you catching the replay, make sure you go check out El Wampo's channel, Beautiful Lies, where you can stay up to date on everything going on with this brother. And again, thank you for being willing to come on this platform. I this interview for me personally, it's right up there with my interview that I did with my, uh, my friend Vinky. like you both have a lot that you laid out in regards to being able to defend your worldview. And I appreciate that. And I hope people interact with it as opposed to shut their minds down to it. I would rather you listen and then interact with the points made. Uh, you want to give any shout outs before you head out my brother? Uh, shout out to you, Steve. I really love the professionalism in the way that you approached me and everything like that in 2022. Um, and this is not because it's not for the money. I just am not doing any more free um, collaborations because I value my time too much. Uh, and to be quite honest with you, I'm going to be moving away from collabs. Um, but I'm saying it here in front of everyone. And I try my absolute best to be a man of my word. I want you to come on my channel. Let me let me promote you, man. Let's have a conversation. I'm thinking of having uh, a few content creators that I really believe in um, to come up. Uh, some of it will be solo interviews. Some of it will be panel discussions, and we can talk about some good stuff. So uh, give me a week to um, get moved, and I got to set up the new studio and all this stuff. Um, listen, y'all, production might be a little janky for a few weeks. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> uh, I'm going to get back into it. Um, but the content's going to be coming. I just might be shooting videos in my car. Shout out to Derek Jackson. Shout out to Jay Williams. Let's live life. One of the best. That have you seen him? I No, I've heard you mention him before. Listen, man. I'm a I'm going to I'm going to take a shot and I'm going to try to get him on the channel. I've yeah. never seen him collab, but I'm going to I'm going to take a shot. Jay Williams' Let's Live Life is the best storyteller on YouTube, period. That's the cat that tells the, the told the prison story, right? Yes, bro. Yes, yes man. Yes. I d look you, and for those of you that know me, I love Jim Can't Swim. I've got my um my favorite channels. My favorite channel of all time is uh uh Ecomog, uh Ecomog Media Group, uh Struggle Nation. I don't know if you, they do like review Marvel movies. I love them. Speaking of which, can I, you say I can shout out, right? Shout yeah. out to my main man, um, uh, rebuilding black wall street, 
Also has a, a really awesome channel called uh, Father and Son Worlds Apart. My man, Marcus, I, I love you, brother. I hope all is well um, and everything. So there's some really good people out here. But yeah, uh, I might be shooting videos in my car. Look, that's how you get money. I'm about to shoot in the car. I got a nice car. I actually did my uh, my thing with uh, Coach Clinician today. I got some peanut butter leather. You know, <laughs> forget the studio stuff. I'm shooting the car and I'm shooting the bed too, yo. And yeah. uh, listen, Abba and Preach showed us the way, right? Bruh, listen, <laughs> they're bigger than Kevin. Yeah, they, they're bigger than Kevin. Huge. huge. And, and, and their studio, all I can say is just in plaques, they got 1.1 million on their wall. Yeah, yeah. Shout Maybe we Alba should stop trying to reinvent the wheel. I, I might have to start shooting in. Oh, here's another channel. And, and you're married, but check this brother out. And uh, I'm going to be talking to you, Richie Mack. Zoom to Thailand. Have you seen that? No, sir. Zoom to Thailand is dope, man. Zoom to Thailand, I just got reviewed by Mediocre Tutorials and Reviews. Before he reviewed it, their channel was smaller than mine. I think they had maybe 7,000 subscribers. He's got like 30 plus thousand in a week, man. Yeah, yo, serious. But he's uh was in the entertainment industry and he has some of the best production I've seen. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Zoom to Thailand is dope. In fact, I'm trying to go out. They're having a celebrity golf tournament. I was talking to my 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 homeboy today. Um I'm gonna I'm gonna probably go out and play in that tournament out in Thailand with them. Hey. So my brother. Thank you. Thank you to the the entire crew. I think my wife just texted me that YouTube ended. So now we're just speaking directly to, <laughs> to Green Room. I just Got want it. to shout out your, your community. I want to shout you out for coming out. Thank you for coming on the show. And a special shout out to this brother. I'm a huge fan of him. And I want to thank you for putting me on to him is uh, Uncle Stu. Shout out to that brother. Yes. And uh, I forget the, the woman's name. Forgive me, sister. But uh, her and her husband, she's been on your show a few times, and uh, they have a beautiful marriage. So I just want to shout them out. I forget blonde guy, his wife, their life. Yes, yes. Corey, yeah, okay, yeah, yep. Shout out to them and uh, Corey and Laquita. Y'all, yeah. y'all stay safe. And and again, a wapo. You know, a lot of people can say a lot of things, but you reach, you reach down, and I appreciate you for coming on, my brother. It's not down, bro. <laughs> can I? Let me say something. I'm not reaching down. What are you talking about? We're just spanning the gap. All it is is I just started before you. That is not reaching down. I am no better than you. I'm better than the little dude I was talking to last night. I'm genetically superior and better than him since he wants to talk about bagging my lady. But no, I'm no better than you. This is, I do not, I am not reaching down, bro. All I'm trying to do is celebrate your success. That's, uh, I'm not reaching down, man. Please don't, please don't put that on me. That's hey. how you feel. I don't feel like that. No, no, I, I, and I appreciate you for saying that, man. Uh, I'm going to let you go, brother. Thank you for coming on, man, and I look forward for sure. to, to talking to you again, man. A wapo out, man. Hey, real fast, y'all make sure you subscribe to Bro, all right? <laughs> I like the new animations, by the yeah, way. Man, look, I done paid this money. I, look, I got to meet with them tomorrow. They got to fix some of my stuff, so <laughs> I paid this money. Listen, I'm stopped tricking off on LaBea. I'm investing in the channel now. So if you want to donate, it's going to the channel. No more tricking off on LaBea. So, all right, guys. Thank you so much, Steve. Have a good one. Let's stay in contact. I'll have you on the channel in the new year. Okay. Yes, sir. All right. Take care. You too, brother. There's a theme music. I hope that you guys 
got something out of the conversation. I want to thank everyone that stuck around on YouTube. And I want to thank everyone that stuck around on Green Room. Shout out to you guys. Another episode of Conversations That Matter, where people can come have conversations that matter. If you want to interact with anything that was said tonight, feel free to hit me up in the Discord. You got the information. Uh, YouTube, you guys don't have that. And don't forget to like, share, and subscribe to the channel. I'm going to try to do more content on YouTube, and I appreciate you all. I'm also going to try to get better at the business aspect. I should have had that cash app ready to go, but I didn't. So that's just not who I am sometimes. So here's the link for all the YouTube people. And there you go. Join my Discord. Shout out to everyone in Green Room. Y'all have a good night. Peace.